you going? Very good. How uh, about yourself, Tim? Yeah, good, good. I, uh, I hear you have a bit of a joke for us. I've got a joke for you, mate. Far Just away. strap yourself in for this one. <laughs> What's the worst thing about depreciation experts? I don't know. Let us know. What they it? never appreciate anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Good one. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, 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 drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are joined today by Mike Mortlock. The uh, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors and Super Nerd of Tax Depreciation. Yes, with all great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Big fan of the show and I'm very excited to chat to you guys. Yeah. Was that a little bit of sniggering? Did I, did I hear you, a tax depreciation expert, appreciating that intro song? Yeah, that, that, that's quality material. I, I, I mean, I, I love a good Shiraz. Um, I've, I've brought, brought some, some for you, yeah. for you gentlemen. Look, um, I've, I've had a, a red hot go at some of that stuff. I can highly recommend it. But um, yeah. no, I, you guys are on point. You know, <laughs> I, I love the message. And this is the podcast for me. This is bucket list stuff. <laughs> Look, it's, been, it's great to have you on. And we've, we've done a bit of a crossover today as well. Mm. So we're going we're gonna to point the listeners to your podcast that we were just on and recorded with you yep. to have a listen to um, later on as well in their spare time because I think there's a lot of uh, great insight they can get there with you. Absolutely. I love your dry style and uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you knew me for two minutes and were taking the piss out of me. Already, so. Yeah, it could have gone either way, but uh, you took it well. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get into too much, Tim, what, what is the Tim, Tim and Dan Low? <laughs> Did that live up to your That's, expectation? Oh, it's so much better live. <laughs> this is like like backstage VIP stuff. You can yeah. sell tickets. Yeah, you're yes, seeing how it's you're, you're right, seeing actually. how it's being made. Not many people get to see the uh, the in, ins and outs here that we uh, just sing that ourselves each time yeah. behind the curtain. Mm. <laughs> Tim, how was your week? Look, Dan, my week could not have been better. I um, a little update for people that I didn't give on the last episode of the podcast mm-hmm. that I will give to everyone. Uh, this week my vacuum robot arrived <laughs> and I programmed it and it is possibly the biggest game changer in my life thus far yeah you said this to me the other day and and even even your wife Jade told me that this was you know, the floors have never been cleaner she said it made me think a few things one how often did you clean the floors before <laughs> <laughs> we, we live a very busy life okay <laughs> and we have a dog that's always inside yeah. but um, look I'd say the best thing it made us do was pick up all the junk that was on the ground. Yeah. It's actually like, I didn't expect this. It made us declutter. Because if you leave stuff lying around like shoes, bags, I don't know, um, beds, dog beds, uh, then it. yeah, you can't get around it. So you're like, I need to let this robot work its magic. <laughs> so I need to throw some <laughs> junk out. So what you've done is now you have to clean up after the robot. It's created a new, <laughs> it's created a new good habit. Yeah. To allow the robot to do its good work. Yeah. Okay. And the other weird side effect that came of getting a, a vacuum robot, and I, know, I witnessed this in real life. What's, this, what's that syndrome where you want to buy a blue car and then all you see are blue cars? Yeah, I've forgotten the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Mm. So, the other day, I was in a car um, and I saw a guy sitting on his, on his uh, driveway watching his vacuum lawnmower, sorry, his robot lawnmower <laughs> mowing his front lawn. He was literally sitting in an armchair Watching it do its work. He's really made it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, previously, I'd be like, what is that fruitcake doing? Um, but now, I'd love to watch my robot at work. Yeah. So, um, good, something satisfying about good, it. Good um, season-appropriate term there as well, calling him a fruitcake, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> But as well, that is the peak of just brilliance. Just <laughs> yeah. sitting down on the front lawn. Honestly. Having a beer and watching a robot mow your lawn for seriously, you. Seriously, seriously. That is enjoying the fruits of your labor. Um, so, the other day I was watching some Netflix. Yeah. The vacuum went under my legs mm. whilst they were up on... <clears> I didn't want them to be in the way. So they no. had to be up on the coffee table. Yeah. Um, and it, there was just no better feeling. Wow. Mm. That's the future, isn't it? It is. It because is. there's no industrial relations. There's no HR, <laughs> yeah. you know, inappropriateness yeah. at right. the Christmas party with the robot. Maybe, <laughs> no. maybe that is the future. I, I kind of hope not. <laughs> it's 
true, true. That's so, classic. How, how about you guys? What's uh, how's your week going? Yeah, so a bit of an update from from last week. I believe I mentioned that later on that day, I was getting a tooth pulled. Yeah, I was getting my wisdom tooth ripped out of my head. Yeah. Um. Now that happened. It wasn't pleasant. If I can be completely honest with <laughs> were you, you. Were you expecting it, was, it to be? No, or? but... <laughs> so, I, I'd had an, another tooth pulled out before, years and years and years ago. And, and that, obviously, like getting a tooth out, it's not pleasant at all. But mm. I was thinking, you know, it'll be similar to that. It'll be, mm. you know, an injection, and then they're just going to kind of do their thing, and, and it'll pop out, and no problem. Um, I'm assuming just because it was a wisdom tooth that the process was a little bit more complicated and it takes a lot more force for them to get this thing out. Mm. And all I can say is I don't care what they call their tools and their <laughs> utensils. He had an ice pick and a pair of pliers. Oh, wow. And that's what he's pulling out. <laughs> that's what he's, he's digging in between two teeth and into the gum and he's using his, he said he wasn't using more force than what his wrist can do. But I don't that's know, I don't know about that. Force. Yeah, I but mean, he was saying he's using the full force of his wrist. He's bending all this thing and then he's ripping it out and he's he Ugh. said, Oh, it's not coming out properly and he's staring at the X ray and he's back down at my tooth. Why is and he he's telling you that? Like Exactly. Just he's just, a nice guy, just but FYI, honestly, like yeah. I'm not getting this. <laughs> I think he was just talking out loud. I think he's like, It's not it's not wanting to move what it wants and he's kinda of looking at the X ray and he's like using his full force and he's ripping my cheek half off my head. As it turns out, Dan's dentist is the guy sitting in his driveway watching his uh, yeah. lawnmower <laughs> robot. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, long story short, it came out, the tooth. Um, mm. It doesn't actually hurt to get it out. It's just extremely uncomfortable. Mm. It's just not pleasant. A lot of movement. It's not pleasant. Uh, I do not recommend. Yuck. Get put under to get your wisdom teeth out. Mike, have you had your wisdom teeth out? Yeah, I got them all at once and I right. was under. Mm. Yeah. And, um, Smart move. I heard some stories about people waking up with footprints on their chest. <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed not to see that. But <laughs> as I was sort of slowly drifting off under the anaesthetic, I'm sure I saw someone practicing a golf swing. <laughs> and that's really what we expect them to be doing, isn't it? Yeah. Is that true? Is that yeah. real? Yeah. Oh my god, that is hilarious. We um wow. we have a friend. He's actually a friend of the podcast. Orford Man on the Street, uh, who we haven't called in a long time. Yeah, we haven't called him in a we long should, time. We should. We uh, should. Anyway, he got a wisdom tooth out. Um, same thing went <laughs> under. Uh, he also had to get another tooth that was kind of an extra one behind a thing taken out. Long story short, he came out two black eyes. His whole face is black and blue down into his neck and onto his chest is all bruised. Wow. And they took out a wrong tooth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, we'll show you a photo after we finish recording. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. At, wow. at least I was able to say to my dentist, "No, it's it's that one." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know a lot about dentistry, but I can't imagine you can just plug it back in. No, no. Uh, they did give him a discount on the replacement tooth, though. Well, that, <laughs> that, that seems reasonable. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not not for free, but a discount. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was my week. Uh, Mike, what have you been up to? Mine was way better than yours, mate, yeah. and I did nothing. Okay. Um, I had a pretty pretty lazy weekend. Nice. Went to Hunter Valley Gardens to see the Christmas light spectacular. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Which is weird when it starts at 6.30 because it's not dark. It's dark yeah. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, I observed an extreme lack of social distancing and um, <laughs> then, then went home. But, no, I'm doing well. Lovely. This is the highlight of the week. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I was going to ask you, actually, and this is probably the apparent time to ask, How's your brother Sterling? Sterling more yeah. life going. You know what? I met that guy um, <laughs> and I said, you know what I'm sick of? Like, and I'm sure you're sick of it too. Is people coming up to you saying, are you any relation to Mike Mortlock? Because I've had that for years. Like, you know, the, he, was a, he was a gentleman, a beast of a man. So I couldn't sort of give he him was, shit like yeah. I have you, Tim. Because he was terrifying, right? What are you saying? He's still enormous. He was actually at the Accounting Business Expo. What? That's where I met him. You guys were probably there. Oh, he was at a booth. Don't say that we missed that. I can't remember what he was is doing. A, is this a... A football player? Yeah, rugby. Yeah. Massive rugby player. Oh, yeah, go. he was like the, one of the best Australian rugby players for a long time. He was a captain, I think, as yeah. well. But yeah, for years, it's like, oh, any relation to Sterling? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. And I said for years that no, like, because that's ridiculous. But then my old man, uh, having a beer one day, sort of said, you know, my grandfather and his were cousins. I'm like, jeez, oh, I don't know how many people I've got to like look up to call back and go, I'm sorry, I've given you incorrect yeah. advice. We're actually fourth cousins, yeah. Well, we can clarify on the show today for all the listeners, perhaps there is some relation there. I asked him and he said, I don't think there is. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what do we do with that? But, but I tell you what, he, it's, it showed the interesting difference between 
NRL players and uh, union players. Yeah. Union players are like private school, Absolutely. old money, yeah. clever are, people. Yeah. He was explaining some concept to me um, about accounting and finance and I was sort of wow. glazing over. Wow. I'm like, the football players aren't supposed to do this to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Rugby, yeah. They're, they're uh, pretty switched on. Mm. Yeah, big difference. But they, they all have those you know, cauliflower ears. Messed ears. Yeah. But, but yeah, no. I didn't bring that up. He was <laughs> he, he was a monster. He was like six three, six four, and I don't think he's played for a number of years. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was brown trousers. He was time. a beast. Yeah. And he was a back. He was not even a forward. Oh, so yeah, can you imagine the size can of the imagine forwards? Imagine the mutants pushing the ball up. Oh, the yeah, I couldn't do it as an AFL man myself. Too much tackling in that sport. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played rugby league up until I was about. 13 and then the kids started getting real big <laughs> and i was like i'm done but yeah. you won that most consistent july 2013 then uh it was most improved oh, sorry. july <laughs> july it's 2000 good, and uh and 11 tim thank not you not for the entire season you didn't get no. most improved for the entire season no, just in, july in that just month. for the month of july yeah. it's up on the fridge yeah, yeah. It, that, that's not necessarily a good thing because we don't know what your base point was like <laughs> could have been like terrible yeah, or right? the end point yeah, well, could yeah. still be terrible. Yeah, just you could have better. gone from all thumbs yeah. to I don't know Tim Brasher or yeah, that's a reference from maybe twenty years ago. It's probably the last time I watched <laughs> rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim, we should move on to the business update. Business update. Uh, business update this week um, is that the ATO was starting to put some serious investigations into JobKeeper fraud. Yeah, I think everyone could see this happening at some point. Um, JobKeeper was a lot of money, a lot of money. And definitely there were some people who would have been potentially doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I won't go through this entire article here, but essentially that um, looks like the ATO are putting in 19 active criminal investigations into 100 uh, fraud against the $101 billion JobKeeper scheme. Now, that's the total cost of the scheme, not the total cost of the fraud. But... But still, there there was definitely people out there who were trying to fraud the system, and, and I'm not surprised that that the ATO are coming down pretty hard on this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely think there will be a few people who will go to jail, um, which and, is a sad state of affairs. And it is interesting because a lot of you know the whole point of the JobKeeper scheme was to put cash in people's hand who are then going to go spend it mm. and stimulate the economy. Mm. Um, so I understand that, yes, they did the wrong thing. They paid way too much money than they should have to people who mm. didn't need it. But at the same time, it probably did help stimulate the economy. So yeah. it's an interesting argument to, to we, go down. We don't know the details of these cases. So no. as we learn more, it'll be interesting to see. It could just be people who made up fake employees. Yeah. Um, and they're Take keeping the cash. Yeah. In that instance, go to prison. Actually yeah. foreigners <laughs> yeah. who yeah. set up He's Australian... Boss, so good luck to you. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so we wait and see. I Actually, guess. In, in that, now I think that through the ATO have said if we discover that it was incorrect and it was a genuine mistake, then you just don't receive it from now on That's and, right. and you don't need to pay it back. So yep. if there's 19 active criminal investigations, these are probably very serious Yep. They've problems. done something blatantly yeah. wrong. Yeah. It yeah. costs a lot of money to go after someone because yes. you go straight to the courts. Mm. I had a client who was a, a barrister for the ATO, or the ATO was a client of his. Oh, and yeah. He was very clear to say, don't do anything fishy in my depreciation schedule. I want like yeah. middle of the line stuff. I'm like, relax, <laughs> <Nice>. like <laughs> stick to the rules. He's yeah, like, they're always doing fishy things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want the bronze pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously he was on the big bucks. You know, yeah. it costs a lot of money to go after people. So there's got to be a big loss. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, to it's not, You're not talking tens of thousands of dollars here yeah We're talking millions before they'll actually look at chasing them so. yeah exactly and and so um, another update as well from last week i think we mentioned the um the export drama of china mm. during the week they've also banned another beef company oh, from wow. exporting mm. so yeah just seems to keep happening interesting times seems to keep happening interesting beef times. with beef are they, they, <laughs> are they getting it are they getting their beef somewhere else well, apparently we're their main import yeah. of beef so here's the ironic thing. I think there will still be a black market in China for, for all of these Australian goods. Probably. If anything, it's going to push up the value yeah. of these things. It's just, I do feel bad for the businesses that are pushing bulk quantity and that probably had cattle on oh, ships. Not even that. Yeah, there's probably the a, a ship sitting in a dock yeah. full of you know, a million dollars of beef. And mm. what's going to happen to that now? Mm. Yeah. Who knows? No good. Who knows? Anyway, that's our business update. Uh, Tim, tight ass tip. 
I hope you have a good one this week. Tartas tip. I hope I haven't used this one before. I have a list of Tartas tips, Mark, in my phone as I think of them. Just sitting there having a coffee. Mm. I note them down. Is it robot vacuum? That was a time-ass tip. That was a time-ass tip, yeah, which I can that. say yeah. is absolutely something everyone should do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, No, no. It's not a time-ass tip. It is a Tartas tip this week. Mm. Um, so, if you're having a massage, go with remedial. Ooh. That is the Tartas tip. Okay. So, there's a few reasons behind this. Mm. If you have private um, cover, so private health insurance, um, extras cover, this is, it probably covers some money towards your massage, but they have to be uh, registered as a health provider, Mm. which a lot of those like Thai massage joints aren't. So yes, they may be cheaper. A Thai massage may be cheaper, Mm. but wouldn't you want someone who is an expert, who has professionally trained, and who's registered with a health provider. Mm. Plus, you can get some money back. Um, so, I recently had this in Noosa. It was actually um, a day spa. And they had a remedial massage offering. And so, I just went with the remedial massage. It was roughly the same price, price as just a day spa yeah. treatment. Day spa relaxing massage. Yeah. Um, knowing that I would save $20 when I swipe my healthcare card for that. That's good. That's good material. Yeah. And... and you can just, when you're in the massage, just say, like, look, I don't want much pressure today. Yeah. Just make it really relaxed. Put me to sleep, please. Yeah. You could say remedial, but like, I want light. Just so light, light, light. relaxation. Yeah. And then if you want... I'm really sore, so just take it very easy. And yeah. then if you're one of those people who really likes a lot of pressure, well, remedial, mm. that's going to do it for you. That'll get their elbows yeah. and knees. I like elbows. that sort so of so stuff. A few I, questions. I like to weep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I do not like that. <laughs> Massage it out of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Um, do they still play relaxing music and things while they're doing it? So, I so go. To, do you lose some of the atmosphere? They did at that one. They, mm. but it was a lot more expensive than say um, just a normal remedial masseuse mm. that I would see locally here. Yeah. That doesn't play that relaxing music. Yeah. But I mean, you can always get over that pretty quick. They still use the uh, nice, like, heated sort of Mm. oil and lotion. So, yeah. That's a good tight ass tip, Tim. And if you actually have an injury, they can treat it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rather than put you to sleep. So, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, I'll give you that. Cool. So, I I just want to add a quick Dan's Dollar Savers this week. Fire away. Um, Don't spend a couple grand getting all four of your wisdom teeth pulled out. In a hospital, um, spend 200 at the dentist. So, you're happy with that purchase decision? (laughs) Money-wise, I am. (laughs) But the cost of the trauma, have you weighed that in? Because you may need to speak to some people. Luckily, his partner is a psychologist. Yeah, she helped me work through the trauma afterwards. (laughs) Just some some body movement and some, you know, just working it out. (laughs) Oh, geez. No good. No good, Dan. Mike, do you have any tight-ass tips for us while you're here? Or? I don't know how I can keep up with you guys. Uh, the, the, the one that you were talking about, massage, I thought you were going to say something like, get the, get the oil conversation in up front. Because I've had right. so many of those walk-in ones where they say, you know, it's $70 for an hour. Yep. And then they say, I was almost going to do an accent, then that would have been terrible. <laughs> they would say, uh, and potentially racist. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not what I want to be doing on this show. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to get into character yeah. <laughs> because they are normally Thai and Thai beautiful, sweet people and yes. um, I'm not welcome back, obviously, anymore. <laughs> but, they'll, you know, you'll, you'll agree on the price and then, yes. like, they just sort of start and then they're like, would you like oil? And then it's like $5 or $10. Wow. I feel like... That's, that's sneaky. Because what are you going to do? No, I want to be, like, chafed. <laughs> yeah. and really resent... The decision yeah. to do this. Yeah. No, I need oil. Come they, on. They need to put like a little asterisk and say terms and conditions to yeah. their price. If they've got like a price on the window, yeah. they need yeah. to put a price on that. The trouble is like often you go to those places because you, you should book with an expert and, yeah. and, I, and I do. But when you're on holidays, it's yes. opportunistic yes. and they, they know you're never coming back. True. Right? So they're going to fleece you for whatever they true, can. True. True. Actually, there's that many Thai massage joints on Hastings Street in Noosa. I was surprised. Yeah. I was so surprised. The rent on that street would be ridiculous. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, interesting, interesting one. Um, well, I've got one very small uh, tight-ass tip before we head into our next topic. I think I know what this might be. 
get a tax depreciation schedule. I worry with that sort of intro, people are about to switch off and your ratings <laughs> are going to suffer. So, you know, I apologise no. in advance. No, well, I think this conversation really leads on from our episode last week, which was how do I save tax? Yeah, true. So, yeah. this is a way if you have an investment property mm-hmm. um, that you could save some tax. Maybe not even an investment property. Yeah. Ooh. As we may discuss later. Yeah, absolutely. You guys broke some great ground on the mindset of tax and why it doesn't have to be a bad thing and it shouldn't be the reason to make investment decisions. But once that's all done, if you've got a property that has capacity to provide tax depreciation deductions, you're mad mm. if you don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, once Definitely. you've made that decision yeah. for the long-term investments, then you should do everything you can to minimize the tax that mm. you're paying. Yeah. Um, and this is an example of a way to do that. So let, let's dive into into a little bit here. What is a tax depreciation what? schedule? Because there's lots of people out there who get told, oh, I got a property, oh, I need to go get a schedule. And they're like, yeah. yeah. They don't know what it is. And there's a lot of different titles for it. There's a yeah. lot of mystery around it. So yeah. just, what is one? It's a question that's ruined every sort of social gathering I've been to <laughs> since about 2004. <laughs> you know, what's a quantity surveyor? I try and come up with something different each time. But a tax depreciation schedule, I think the best way to think about it is say like a property value where everyone knows what they do. They go yeah. to the property, they take some measurements and photos and notes and they tell you what your house would be worth if you want to sell it or have a loan on it or something. A quantity surveyor doing a depreciation schedule doesn't look at a market value but it looks at a residual depreciable value which is the building structure and the fixtures and fittings inside and then you apply bits and pieces of formula depending on what different widgets of the building are what the end result is you get a report it shows the deductions each financial year for 40 years and that figure comes off your taxable income so it's just a way to, to save on tax and it's an incentive from the government because investors are performing a service. They mm. are providing private rental accommodation and the government is out really of that private rental business. They yeah. own 2 to 3% of all um, rental housing stocks. So they need uh, investors. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so so essentially what you're saying is it's, it's a report that um, someone who owns primarily an investment property can get to save themselves a bit of tax. Yep. And yep. and so you guys are putting a value on um, what what are the types of things that you're seeing when you go in and, and actually looking through properties that yeah. that p- perhaps people haven't thought of. There's there's two main buckets of depreciation. Well, buckets is what I call them anyway. There's the building structure. And that's easier to understand because it's like the hard, bony bit of Mm. the building. It'd be the difficult stuff to steal. Um, (laughs) So concrete slab, the timber frame, the gyp rock. And it's even some things that you maybe wouldn't think of like the tiles and the kitchen cabinetry. That's another one. Um, The other part is the plant and equipment items. Uh, Annoyingly, it's not plants. Like plants aren't plants. Anything living or that can blow away is not plant and equipment. But it's things like carpets, blinds, kitchen appliances, hot water systems air conditioning that sort of thing one thing that people might not think about and this is a new plant and equipment asset as at 1 july 2020 yeah right uh digital peepholes have made their first appearance as a plant and equipment item um it was actually 2019 that came in and it's my favorite just because it sounds creepy it does Peephole, yeah. like peeping. Yeah. What, what type of business is uh, requiring a digital peephole? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a residential plant and equipment item. So yeah. they're, they're talking about like intercoms yeah, of yeah. a sort, right? Yeah, yeah. But like peeping. Like peeping is one of those words that only has negative connotations. You've got a yeah, peeping it's not great. tom. Yeah. yeah, it's like so a, a voyeur hole. Yeah, yeah. Voyeur. <laughs> so really, you're just talking about my webcam on my computer, <laughs> yeah. or yeah, you want to you want to keep the tape over that too. So yeah, that's my digital people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think what a lot of people forget when they buy a property or a building or whatever that um, it declines in value, mm. that it depreciates, like literally it it deteriorates over time. Yep. Um, You're saying people don't appreciate that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it, I think a lot of people forget that depreciation is kind of deterioration. You know, with, with regular maintenance, maintenance yeah. and, and repairs and things, you can maintain the life of something. But but if you have an item, if you have a building, if you have timber, if you've got concrete slab or if, even if you've got um, an oven, these things deteriorate with use over time and yep. therefore um, the value of that goes down. Yep. Um, people forget that because when they buy a house, they expect the value always goes up. 
Yep. Um, yeah, but yeah. really, what the what is going up is is the land and 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 exactly. yeah, it's mm. not so much the building itself. Um, but those declines are then depreciable yes. and tax deductible. Yeah. So before we get into like the why, yeah. why you would do one, like what is actually involved in getting a depreciation schedule? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've often um, told a lot of clients as an accountant, you know, go get a quantity surveyor's report. But I've never been there when one's been made. Yeah. So, so what are the actual specifics? Of- Tim, I can make your dreams come true <laughs> as early as this week. Amazing. <laughs> but you, you may be disappointed. Yeah. So um, the things that you would see on site is that we'll go to the property. If that's a, a house, yeah, okay. that's fairly simple. It's going to be the house and any sort of fixed improvements like driveways, retaining, that sort of stuff. If it's a unit, we obviously go into the unit, but then there's the common areas as well. So basements, pools, gyms, whatever they've got, you would own a percentage of that as an investor in that apartment. So what we're doing is we're measuring the plot property. So we need to know how big it is to assist us to estimate yeah, the construction right. value. And when we're thinking about, let's say, the floor measurement, different floor coverings are treated differently from a tax point of view, as, yeah. as you would well know. So carpet, vinyl, yep. floating timber, that's plant and equipment. Yeah. Whereas, say, polished concrete or timber floorboards mm. um, and tiling, that's part of the building structure. Yeah. So we need to itemise that. And then just grab all the things that we know are plant and equipment. Then you've got... I guess the forensic side of it as well, because we go in and we we look at the building and we look at what is original and what's mm. been an addition. And if you pop your head under older style houses, often you'll see like a set of steps going yeah. up to nothing, right? Yeah. They're yeah. in the middle of the house. So yeah. it's like these are the things that yeah. we're trained to look for. And buildings have a fashion and things like um, downpipes. You can tell how old a property is because yeah. it's like, oh, those didn't really come in until that time. Yeah. Stainless steel appliances, you never really saw them pre-2001. Yeah, so sure, yeah. that's where we do that forensic side of things. Yeah. And a lot of people buy a place and they don't even realise that it's been extended. Yeah. So your brain gets trained like that and it ruins dinners out with your wife as you're looking <laughs> at the fire detection alarms and, oh, look, emergency warning in a communication system. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Because I, I often wonder when you get yeah. you get these depreciation schedules and, and you're looking at them and they say, you know, yeah, range hood and whatever other items in the depreciation. How do they know what... Is there a record somewhere of yeah. what that was purchased for? How yeah. do they know that? Yeah. Right. The, the way that it's really meant to be done is we mm. estimate the construction cost and, and including the, the construction cost of the range hood. It's mm. a weird way to term it. But it's like the total installed cost of the range hood. So you, you would pay X amount at Harvey Norman to buy a range hood. Then you've got an apportionment of some of the expenses on the main building, like the drafts person who mm. actually said where it's going to go in the mm. property you've got the electrician that's going to install it so all those costs are built into the asset and then it just declines at a certain rate depending on the method mm. over time so we're not really looking at a market value people get confused it's not like if you ripped it out and you flogged it on facebook marketplace like mm. what would you get for it <laughs> it's what is the residual value and things can yeah. have a value like mm. you might have carpet in a property that's 10 years old but it has no residual value right yeah yeah, sure so are you saying that uh the price is right would be your favorite game because you would just absolutely nail that yeah absolutely (laughs) actually that and i've got a tip on that one you know the people that say like what do you think this is going to be i say six hundred dollars and then someone goes like they're the last person they go oh 500 and the next was 400 you do like 599 and you block that guy out like what are you doing i mean i know that's ruthless and it's it's rude but like that's that's how a mathematician's got to play the game and dan you know come on you'd be behind this (laughs) that's a great idea Uh, so so then what circumstances are the most ideal circumstances as to why someone would be looking to get a quantity surveyor report? So we've already t- uh, touched on property, yep. but um, why is it actually beneficial for someone who has an investment property to, to look at getting one? Yeah, look, well, if, if you want to ruin your Friday night, I recommend <laughs> going to the ATO Simple Tax Calculator. Come on, guys. I know, you, I know you've been there before. <laughs> I've been on that one, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you plug in, say, your income at $100,000, you can see what tax you're paying. And mm. the tax rates have changed, but it was about twenty four grand last time mm. I put it in. Now, if you get... Uh, an investment property and you get, say, $11,000 worth of depreciation deductions in the first year, then your taxable income is now $89,000. Mm. And the difference in tax 
payable goes from 24 to 20 yeah. right so that is the value a depreciation mm. schedule will cost you six seven hundred dollars but you're getting that four thousand dollar tax saving yep. so that is the that is the best way to explain the benefit i think i think that's a really good answer and like what a lot of people who have properties don't realize is i mean they've they've got these things that are depreciating anyway yeah so potentially they're missing out if they don't have one um yes it takes a little bit of organization and maybe it costs you a little bit of money to get one, which is tax deductible anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, there's potential savings from on their tax that isn't going to cost them cash flow. Mm. Um, so they could, in inverted commas, have a negatively geared property without actually losing yes. money. Yeah, on it that could property. be positively geared after tax and actually putting money back in their pocket. And, you know, yes, it costs some money, but it's tax deductible. And we don't do a report unless we know it's going to give you back more yeah. than what it costs. So it never actually costs you money in real terms. And it's not hard to organise at all. Like, it's yeah, really right. simple. Like, yeah, you no. could flick me an email and say, I own this property, I bought it this time, here's the realestate.com listing, is it yep. worthwhile? And I'll say yep. yes or no. Nice. And if they yep. say yes, I'll say, okay, well, like, here's what it would cost. Give me your property manager, I'll organise the inspection on your behalf and wow. fill out some basic details and that's really all we need. Things Amazing. like, who are you? You know, that can be tricky. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it could be a trust. So yeah. You've got to call your account and go, is it acting for or as trustee, proprietary? Yeah. What yeah. is it? I have a company, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. should always know. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like your settlement date, your purchase price, any improvements that you've yeah. made. Because if you've done renos, you want to capture those. So, mm. so it's very, very simple. Mm. And um, I hate to monopolize the situation, but when you sort of say like people aren't claiming deductions, I really, if, if anyone uh, remembers anything from this podcast, I definitely want it to be the massage tip. But second, <laughs> but second I want to be, talk about the missed deductions because we have done a lot of data releases within our business because I'm a, I'm a data nerd. I think I've come to the right place. Yes. And every depreciation schedule we do, we capture information like how yeah, right. big is it, what type is it, yep. has the owner done improvements, have they lived yep. in it, all that sort of stuff. We looked at a 1,000 residential property investors that came through our books and we found that 6.7% of them had missed deductions. And yeah, right. to, to clarify that, you know you can back claim two financial years. So we're saying that they actually own the property for longer than that. Yeah. And the average was three and a half years that they missed out on wow. deductions. And that was $20,537 on average. So Of depreciation? Or yes, of, of wow. depreciation. Okay. Yeah. So if you extrapolate that 6.7% across the property investor population, then media love to print that article because it's a big number. Mm, yeah. That's what we did. I felt dirty about it. But, you know, our PR guy's like, this is going to, we're swinging for the fences. It's $2.88 billion worth of missed deductions Whoa. just floating out there in the ether somewhere. Wow. Yeah. The ATO is loving that. Uh, no. They um, unsubscribed from my mailing list. Uh, so I don't want to say anything about the ATO. There's going to be criminal charges on you soon. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's so weird, like... The other day, um, you know, we were getting quotes for something uh, around the house. It's like, this person's like, you know, 500 bucks. This one's like 400 cash. I'm like, oh my gosh. My whole job is to kind of deny the ATO of tax revenue. <laughs> so, like, I'm never doing a cash job and I don't want to be involved in that. I know there's a black economy, but yeah, yeah the ATO is loving that, right? Because yeah. that's 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 free money. It's it free is. revenue for us to spend on submarines or whatever yeah. we're doing. I actually mm. had a friend who... Um, had lodged a few years of tax returns with another accountant, I, I believe. Uh, he could have lodged them himself. Let's just say he lodged them himself. Um, and we did. We amended um, several years worth of his tax returns. Um, and he got such a big amount of refund because he didn't have a depreciation schedule mm. for his apartment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, is, is there properties where it's better or worse? Yeah. Yeah. People say to me sometimes... Mike, what's the best investment property for depreciation deductions? And then I go on to explain the worst sounding investment property they've ever heard and they get shocked, right? I'm like, <laughs> okay, you want the best, right. Let's think of a complex thousand units in it. Uh, does it have a gym? It doesn't have a gym. It's got eight gyms, 14 <laughs> swimming pools, 25 levels of basement. It's got like a 24-7 concierge. There's a putt-putt golf because why not? We'll yeah, throw yeah. It in cool, there. lovely. So... 
the reason why that's better is because the cost to build uh, a unit in a, in a complex like that is pretty high per square metre compared to a house. But right. the main kicker with that is that you own a percentage of all of the common area assets. And now this, there's, right. there's probably thousands of buildings in Australia that have a lift worth a million dollars. And some of them have six lifts worth a million dollars. That's a big asset that you can mm. actually claim a percentage of ownership oh, wow. on. Yeah, that's and, true. and that that can be giving you thousands of dollars of deductions a year Alone. just on itself, wow. right? So, yeah, those properties are, are great for deductions. Mm, yeah, okay. right. Yeah, because a lot of people do, you say to them, go get a report um, and they tell them, I'm just not sure it's going to be worth it. Mm. Is it almost every single one you do is yeah. worth it? Yeah, Because <laughs> I try is. to tell them like... It's going to be worth it. Just go get it done. Even, even if it was built in 1950? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to answer that question because yep. um, I've come up with some ways to answer this because we get it a lot. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the, the best thing is to have a great relationship with an accountant or a mm. buyer's agent or a mortgage broker yep. that has a relationship with a quantity surveyor or have one yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for a chat. You know, yep. you buy mm. me a bottle of Shiraz and I'll <laughs> do whatever you like. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we, we won't we won't recommend a depreciation schedule be prepared unless we see a clear benefit to the clients. Mm. And and really most quantity surveyors are the same. Mm. I don't want to be in the business of charging something that has no value. I'd rather say, you know what, this doesn't stack up for these reasons. Mm. Give the education. And then those people come back almost excited to give me money. They're like, you know, a couple of years ago you were very kind and you said, like, I shouldn't spend money with you because yeah. it didn't really work. I've got this one. Like, I'm this ready one now. looks better. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, this is a good one. They're like, all right, so let's go. I'm like, I've never seen anyone so excited to give me money. And, you know, I like to think that good guys win in the end. And sometimes there's evidence. Some We're in the wrong I'm business, man. <laughs> I think no one's ever excited to give us money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think the answer to the question is it's always worth at least talking. Yeah, because it costs yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. But to give you a bit of an insight as to um, whether you should get a depreciation schedule, I came up with three triggers. The first one is you buy a brand new property. I don't need to know what it is. That's game over, right? Yeah. You yeah. need a depreciation <laughs> yeah. schedule. Yeah. yeah. The second one is you buy a property that's commenced construction after the 16th of September 1987 because mm -hmm. that's the cutoff date for the building structure deductions. Yeah. And if you've got $100,000 of building structure on a property built in the 90s, it's two and a half grand a year worth yeah. of deductions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The report's going to pay for itself if you're renting the property out for six or 12 months or more. For sure. And most people, 10 years, 20 years Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. The other one, and this leads into your 1950s question, yeah. is if it doesn't match trigger one or two, it's not brand new, it's not built after 87, has it had improvements? Mm. Now, we found in our data that 67% of all of our pre-87 constructed houses have renovations wow. and the average value was 39,000 and three other digits that I've forgotten. <laughs> Very close to 40 grand. Yeah. 40 is a good number because 40 at 2.5% is $1,000 a year. Mm. Yeah. So people say things like... Um, new properties have better deductions and that sounds really good you know it's mm. easy thing for the media to pick up and and a lot of quantity surveyors in our marketplace say stuff like that yeah but they forget that there are annoying little smarmy nerds that, <laughs> that get into the detail that are going to cut them off at the knees and say well you need an asterisk because if yeah. you have a property let's say you buy a 1930s house in Turak, right? Mm, mm. It might have a $5 million renovation, right? Mm, yeah. So is $5 million worth of renovation going to outperform a $300,000 project home? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it absolutely is. it <laughs> is. It's going to pants yeah. it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, new in general terms is better yeah. but if you're talking about renovations you need to look at what's been spent mm. and the end part to that trigger three is you want 40 grand or more really to be spent on the property. That's yep. a kitchen and bathroom. Yeah. It doesn't mm -hmm. go a long way. Sure. It's an extension, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we can look at that online. Normally, yep. there's plenty of photos where you can see that it's yep. been improved. You can call the council or mm. pay us to do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think and, uh, they're exactly what I think people are after because mm. a, a lot of people Great do answer. ask us, oh, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. And I always say, it's worth it. Go do it. Um, yeah. Some people don't listen to me, but but the ones that do get tax deductions. Yeah. <laughs> There's really not a lot that yeah. you have to make back to pay for the quantity surveyor report. Yeah. It's really, it pays for itself yeah. very, very quickly. 
Yeah, and and there are people in the place in the marketplace that say, you know, we've got to double our fee, or it's free, or double sure. our fee, or we won't do it, sort of thing. Ours is more like, um, if we don't think it's worthwhile, talk to your accountant and say, should I pay X to get Y? Now, that doesn't fit as nicely on a brochure. So I've got to workshop it, right? But (laughs) but I want the client to be happy because I want them to be a client for life. Most people only buy one investment property, but I don't Mm. want to treat people like a walk-in Thai Mm. massage place asking (laughs) for a $5 oil upgrade, right? I want to do right by people. And the best kinds of uh, uh, referrals are from people that you've looked after and done the right thing for, for sure. so yeah. yeah just ask the question yep. i always say to people whether it's me or someone else like just do it right mm, i'd definitely. rather you use a competitor of mine and get it done yeah. than not do anything yeah mm. it's basically you really hate the ato and you want them to <laughs> and as little revenue as possible <laughs> they do listen to this show too i bet you they do too <laughs> they do they, they they won't come on because of the name of the show but uh yeah they won't grace us with their uh, yeah their we, we have asked but um <laughs> but big, they do listen big fan of the tax office and and to be honest um i'd love one of your t-shirts if you got one. <laughs> actually i want one of those drunk accountants one you put up some merch as i'll buy the first one great cool zero zero one yeah yep. sure yep. get okay. it done Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the ATO, I, I like I do a lot of heavy lifting for them, to be honest. Really? Because they released some data saying that they did an audit of property investors, and nine out of ten got something wrong. Right? They yeah. were they they pulled out equity, and it wasn't for an investable purpose, or they had sure. a holiday home, and they didn't declare things properly. Uh, correctly mm. every tax season i've got to think of something to say to my audience of of mum yeah um and so i talk about the things that they're going after so you know big fan nice. ato if you're listening <laughs> love your work yeah you're all right ATO. so speaking of the ato and so there were some changes to depreciation rules and things in the past couple of years yes. that has that affected any of the stuff that you're doing yeah yeah, it has a lot. Yeah, um, I figured it would. So yeah. much so that when you guys talk about budget night being party night, like I'm still having you know traumas from the 9th of May 2017 at 7:30 p.m. Right? Yeah. Because that really exactly. shook our industry up. Yeah. Um, we hadn't really had any major structural changes since about 2005, 2006, when the diminishing value calculations changed. Uh, gosh, I'm boring myself with this, but that was a big one. And and for anyone that's not aware of that change, if you buy a property after that date, so exchanged after the um, 9th of May 2017, you can only claim the plant and equipment items. Now, we discussed that before. That's carpets, blinds, kitchen appliances. Mm. You can only claim deductions on those if you're either buying new or you're installing that asset yourself. Mm, I forgot not, about that. Not literally you, but... Um, you can get mm. someone, a tradesman, to put in an oven and yep. you can claim the deductions <laughs> on that oven. So that makes it much more complicated for us to calculate whether a report is worthwhile. Yeah, that's tough. And thankfully, that night, I actually drove into the office um, after my Shiraz turning to ash in my mouth, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I had data on my desk where I'd analysed a 1,000 residential property um, investors through our system and I modelled the impact of what that would b- mean. Mm. We found that 39% of people were buying new properties. So mm. I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. actually up to 49 and a half now. So yeah, that's, wow. that's that's a whole other podcast. Interesting. Um, we yeah. found that 69% were post-87 construction. So the cutoff date for the building structures pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was telling you that stat about the pre-1987 uh, Renault properties at yeah. 63-odd percent. Um, yeah. That's where we're kind of thinking, well, what yeah. sort of a tax depreciation business have we got left after mm. this? Yeah. That was the yeah. first thing. It's like, yeah, oh, God. okay, yeah. Cheers, Skomo. I'm, uh, I'm bankrupt, <laughs> I guess. Jeez, um, yeah. That's but we, 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 we've calculated that it was 83.9% of that data sample size of investors, we would still recommend they go ahead with the depreciation schedule yeah, because nice. of the benefits. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's overblown to say that it, you know, depreciation's not worthwhile anymore yeah. or it's too hard to claim the deductions. It has made an impact, yeah. but thankfully nowhere near as much as we expected. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I figured that was going to be the case because yeah. that is another thing that I had heard um, where people were savvy mm. on the rules and would say, oh, I can't depreciate most of this stuff anyway. So we'll just go speak to them. They know what mm. they're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting to know. 
And is it only property that you can get a depreciation schedule for? No, you can do it on aircraft. You can mm. do it on boats. Um, my personal favourite sort of weird niche thing was uh, trout farm, which wasn't exactly aquaculture. It was... Um, it was kind of like trout um, recreation. Trout, yeah, trout tourism, <laughs> yeah. if you like alliteration. So you pay, awesome. you know, a shit ton of cash. You go and s oh, I should have asked whether I could say words like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely can. Yeah. Um, you go and you stay in your cabin and you drink your Sancerre or whatever rich white <laughs> middle class people drink, and you, you know, you do your little fly fish and you go home. But you know, from a tax point of view, that was interesting because they were pumping a lot of volume of water that had to be filtered. And, of course, that was the value for depreciation. But really, it's any income-producing asset. So if you own a commercial property and you rent it out to a tenant yep. or you own a commercial property and you run your business out of it, yeah. um, it can be anything. So we've done lots of uh, wineries, which is um, obviously going to be uh, <laughs> one of my favourite things. Yeah. And you guys as well with the, yeah. with the name of the podcast, Bit of, of contra. Course. Bit of contra there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, retail, offices, manufacturing, yeah, all yeah, sorts of true. weird and wonderful things. True. So if someone's just rolled out, say, a fit out, mm. should they speak to you? Is that the best bet? Yeah. 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 Now, because they obviously know the value that they've spent on the fit out and roughly what they're purchasing. They know the total value. And yeah. this, is, this is maybe something that we can relate even back to individual property investors. If you get someone to, say, put a new cooktop oven range wood in your kitchen you'll you'll likely have an invoice for those individual assets whereas if you pay someone 150 grand to renovate your house they're not going to itemize it in carpets blinds door closes hot water systems and all that sort of thing mm. so with a fit out we can't claim more depreciation than the total cost but what we can do is we can front load those deductions by finding the plant and equipment components mm. yep. and i can tell you that the big businesses do that and commercial property owners or business owners that are doing the fit out should do that yeah. if it's clear then we'll say we're not adding any value to this yeah. project yeah. so we don't want to do it yeah. right so if you just put up a wall with some signage yeah. which had you know like cat's accountants with mm -hmm. a little bit of a light bulb mm -hmm. behind it yeah. and it was just the wall and that if you knew how much that signage was or even if you didn't you could call up the company <laughs> yeah you just need to te tease those two apart yeah. but where it's a big package of works we can tease that out. We can front load yeah. the deductions with yeah. the plant and equipment nice. identification. Nice. And, you know, a dollar today is worth much more than a dollar tomorrow. Yeah. Well, so this is true. This is very I true. think, yeah, so just to explain that a little bit more, it's just basically if you spent a hundred grand on adding a mezzanine level or something mm. to your unit that you work out of, mm. if you were just had that total hundred grand cost, you'd be depreciating it at 2.5%. But if you were able to tease out the um, the individual assets that could be, say, put in a low-value pool or uh, depreciated at a faster rate, you're going to get a bigger deduction now than you would later. Yeah, as high as 100%. Yeah. And you compare 2.5 to... 2.5%, which mm. takes you 40 years to get your money back, or mm. 100%, so it's an instant deduction. It's a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, this, is, this relates to people with investment properties as well. Let's say you want to change the floor covering... If you put tile in, you get two and a half percent of what you spend each year. If you put if you put carpet in, you get twenty five percent in mm. the first year. Mm. So it's a ten times difference. And you yeah. might kind of think, oh, you know, tile's probably a bit nicer. But if you think about the numbers, you're like, oh, how much nicer is yeah. it? Like yeah. the deductions make a big difference. Yeah, true. I think you you said before one of the things like a like a wooden floorboard was the two point five percent as capital yeah. works, but the um, floating timber floating timber was yeah. an immediate. So that's a big consideration why not just put floating timber in instead of floorboards yeah. i like floating timber yeah nice. it won't be immediate unless it's 300 dollars or less but yeah. it's a plant oh. equipment item right yeah, so it's right. got a much higher depreciation yeah. rate i meant more immediate than, more immediate yeah. 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 Yes, than yes, 48 yes. No, just uh, if the ato is listening yeah. <laughs> i've got to be careful just to dot the i's you know yeah um well there's a there's just a few more questions so is there ever um, a situation where someone who's already gotten a quantity surveyor report should then get another one, say, five to ten years later? The only reason for that is if they're undertaking major renovations mm. and like we just discussed, they don't have a breakdown of it. Perfect. Like if you get 
a split system and you add it to the property, you give it to your accountant, right? Because mm. they can go to the ATO, look yeah. up the effective life, apply the yeah. rate, blah, blah, blah. It's just when it's a mixture of categories yeah. Yeah. or estimating is sure. required. Yeah. Because you guys are way better at tax than we are. We are qualified estimators, yeah. right? You yeah. guys can't look at something that's been bought and say how much it costs. Oh, mm. does my head in. I hate it. I actually hate it. <laughs> I hate looking up depreciation rates for things. Yeah, I do as well. Um, okay, cool. And and like my last dumb question, um, because I'm the, as we discussed, I think we discussed this on your podcast earlier. Yeah. I'm the straight man who likes to set people up to, yeah. to knock it out of the park. So, Andy. Uh, yes, I'm the Andy to the Hamish. Yes. Dan isn't Hamish, but uh, he's some other well, sort we'll of. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why, what sort of benefit is there really to writing off the capital value of a build mm. when that's going to reduce the cost base mm. and I'm going to pay capital gains tax on that? Yeah. You, you must have been at my ABE presentation <laughs> where this question came up. Um, yeah. yeah. The, normally, this question is heckled at me at presentations, right? Because yeah. I tell this wonderful story about this magical land of free money, which tax depreciation <laughs> is, right, to a lot of people. But yeah. they, but then there's someone that stands up and goes, wait a minute, yeah. you've <laughs> got to pay this back. This is all rubbish. Yeah. It's a valid point. Um, uh, I don't think so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I guess I'm being sort of generous there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not valid to sort of fearmonger around it it's something that is a consideration right yeah, yeah. so what it essentially means is that whatever you're claiming on the division 43 side of things so the building structure mm. that's going to reduce your cost base so if you sell your place for a hundred grand profit and you've claimed 10 grand of deductions it's sort of like a hundred and ten thousand yeah. dollar profit but mm. you've got the 50 percent exemption that's right more than 12 months yeah. then it's at your marginal rate yeah and then you've got a you've got to price in the value of that dollar to you now compared to when you sell spot on and for property investors the hardest time to hold on to the investment property is day one right yeah. because you're if you're paying principal and interest the the mortgage payments go down if you're paying interest only the rent eventually you would expect to go up yeah. so it actually gets easier and easier yeah. you want those deductions up front yeah I think that was very well answered. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that is a common mistake that people make. Well, if they're, like Dan said, a little bit savvy, sometimes a little bit of information is, is like dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people. And I think a lot of people forget how capital gains is actually calculated. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they forget that there is a 50% discount. So, yeah. And if know. they happen to have no income in that year. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps it's not taxed at all. Yeah. So. There you go. Mm. Yeah, it comes up a lot and it's weird. Some people pick up on that. Like they, they understand that. They know nothing else about depreciation, but mm. they know that you've got to pay it all back. <laughs> yeah. Or they don't know anything, but they know 1985 is the cutoff for the, for the Division <laughs> yeah. 43. And then I have to explain, well, yeah, it was, but it was, you know, 4% for, yeah. you know, between 85 and 87. So it's run out. So I'm trying to re-educate people. Yeah. It's just funny what sticks in people's minds. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. No, that's that's good. I uh, that's answered all my questions, Dan. Have you? That has answered all of my questions. I think the last thing to sort of say is, if people are looking for a quantity surveyor, are they all created equally? Look, they're not, and I would <laughs> say that, wouldn't I? Um, I mean, like, I'm very anti-sales pitch. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. sort of saying, like, I think I'm very good at what I do, and I've built a great business with my business partner to do this and we care about people but hopefully if you read any of our stuff you can just see how much we geek out on the details and the mm. data yes. and what's happening in our industry is there's a lot of quantity surveyors moving to this idea that they don't need to do an inspection because they've been in the building before right. how long ago nobody knows is it the same type of unit yeah. has it been renovated or not wow. you know these are all sorts of questions that you can get or they might say we've done so many schedules so we've got this benchmarking data i mean that's really really dangerous so that's mm. so one dangerous. really good example as to the difference between them mm. and you know I, I guess you've just got to have a conversation with the people like ring them up and say this is what i've got what are your thoughts on it mm. and one of the first things that we like to do first is say congratulations right because yeah. it's an investment yeah, property true. this could be mm. the most exciting financial decision that they make and true. it's hard yeah. it's hard to get your first investment property um and hopefully that sort of shows that we care about mm. people and their journey and what they want to cool. do so that was a long way to say no <laughs> <laughs> not all credit equal yeah. no. so 
with that in mind, how do they then get in contact with you? Yeah, well, you can find me pretty easily on all the Googles and that sort of stuff. Um, MCGQS, so MCG like the cricket ground, QS for yeah. quantity surveyors.com.au, that's us. We're on Facebook, Insta, not on TikTok. I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> that's rubbish. I can't dance. Yeah, we're not on TikTok. It's Chinese anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> um, was MCG, uh, is that intentional, like with the cricket ground thing? Because that's no. part of your logo, isn't it? Uh, or, no. Or it kind of looks well, like a little bit like a football it pitch. Could, yeah, it could be. It could be. I think maybe you've thought that and you've projected it on there. I think I did. I think I did. <laughs> maybe more for, for Dan's partner getting into the psychology of the individual. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's actually not good for us because it's hard to out-SEO the Melbourne cricket ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Um, and occasionally we have people ring up and say, I've left my hat there. I'm like, you haven't left it here. <laughs> what does it look like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, we've got it right here. <laughs> and so that's not really good. I mean, our business is M, like the letter M Consulting Group, Proprietary Limited. Uh, I don't know why. Like, we just okay. kind of thought, my name's Mike Mort, like MM. Yeah. My business partner's Marty. Yeah, We're okay. like, nice. you know, James Bond M. That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> BMW, <laughs> no. you know, M Sport. Yeah. M's got something to it, right? Nice, nice. So it's M Consulting Group. So then like, oh, that's too long. So yeah. M Consulting Group, MCG, Quantity Surveyors. Nice, and nice. I regret the decision every day <laughs> as people ask me. I wish it was cool. Well, yeah. It's sort of like cats. Yeah, I mean, people we get that question all the time. All the time. Yeah. What's cats? Like meow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just into the feline. Yeah. Thing, but anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of our main topic. Let's move on to our other things. Yes. I don't have one off the top of my head. So you don't have another thing? No. Not even a vacuum? Well, I already used that for my uh, Tim and Dan loan. That's so true. I you can't did. really. You did. I can't, I can't double down mm. on that. I'm going to think of one. While you guys tell us your other thing. Okay. My other thing this week... <laughs> Dan doesn't have one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My other thing this week... No, I do, Tim. All right? All right, all right. Cool. Um, oh, I, I read Ready Player Two. Oh, you got through it. Finished it. I finished it. Was it good? It out was... Of ten. Out of 10. It was... If the first one was a 9 yeah. out of 10, I'd say, the second one is probably a 7. All right. Still good. Not as good as the first. Cool. Has some problems. Okay. Okay. But. You would recommend I read it? I'd recommend if you enjoyed the first one to definitely read the second one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, if you enjoyed it, it's good. Mike, if you are as nerdy as us, as you appear to be. So, look, you've passed the test I'm so taken. far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should read Ready Player One if yep. you haven't. Haven't, no. So it's I don't suggest watching the movie, though. Not okay. great movie. Not a great movie. Excellent book. Right. So many pop culture references to say, I don't know, um, the 80s and like video games and um, movies and comic books. It's very cool. Sold. Very, very cool. Mm. I'm in. Um, so, yeah. Was that your other thing, Dan? That was my other thing. Ready Player right. 2, read it. It was good. I have another thing now. Or do you have one, Mike? Are you ready? I wanted to give Till a shout out if he's the same. <laughs> oh, Till. <laughs> And you know what? I've just realised I've sort of got my own. It's like almost like a till moment. I'm really? sitting here having a great time with you guys, right? And then I see you twiddling with this pen, and I realise that it's like one of our main competitors in oh. the space. And my <laughs> former employer used to be a team leader there. I'm kind of thinking, yeah, you can't sort of say I'm going to meet with that person and then get the sales team. And, and you also shouldn't invite people on your podcast and go like, here's something that you'll like to see. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. Look, that's um, funny. You would not be surprised how much um, random stuff gets sent to us each it's year from uh, your competitors. Yes. <laughs> oh, a lot of stress balls. They yeah. must think accountants are stressed. Yeah. Also, we do have plenty of MYOB pens floating around and we hate MYOB. But I do <laughs> use them. I do use their pens. Yeah, we do use their I'll, pens. I'll get you some better pens. Yeah. Well, um, I, I will, that does make me think, <laughs> where are all my MCG pens? Yeah, they're in the post. Yeah, yeah. alright good <laughs> I brought wine you want a pen I yeah, yeah, right. we got this. Come on. you're right I know <laughs> but I've been here 12 years so uh, look where was my wine last year that's what <laughs> I was saying valid, <laughs> valid points <laughs> I'm, I'm a jerk no you are um, a jerk Tim <laughs> <laughs> I like that you use the till reference against me though I love that uh, okay my other thing is um, a great short limited series which I watched from HBO that came out recently called The Undoing it's got Nicole Kidman, who is a vampire. She never ages. 
in fact, I think she's getting younger. Based on a true story. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, um, no, the actual story is uh, Nicole Kidman. She's not a vampire in the show. She's, that, that is real life. Uh, and Hugh Grant. Um, and basically, there's a murder. And it's, I think it's like eight episodes. And it tracks a bit of an undoing of their life. Everything unwinds. And there's lots of twists and turns. And I was, um, yeah, I binged it. Jade and I don't usually do that. It takes, takes Jade months to get through a series. And I'm like, let's watch more. And she's like, nah, I'll watch that in another couple of weeks. Mm. But um, yeah, we watched like three episodes in one night, which oh, is a big wow. thing for us. That's great. So I watched that. I recommend it. The Undoing. I think it's only on, I think you can only stream it on the Foxtel streaming service. It'll moment. probably be on Binge. It could be on Binge as well. Mm. I recommend it. It is so good. Good. Ready Player One and The Undoing. Yeah. I'm paying attention. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, at Two Drunk Accountants on all the socials, uh, Two Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us through your information. Also, if you haven't already, and this is a big if you haven't already, because I'm <laughs> assuming most of you listening have already done this, send through your drunky nominations because we want to hear them. Yes. We want to hear who you're nominating and for what award. Very It doesn't have to be an award we gave out last year. All right. Well, thanks Very for listening, keen. everybody. Um, and... Mike, where can they find your podcast as well? Oh, yeah. We didn't... Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Oh, that's um, right. I'm on it. You've redeemed yourself from the whole pen problem. <laughs> yeah. It's in, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's in all good news agents and as... Um, <laughs> You're selling the cassettes. Yeah. Uh, as Sean McCall said, even that really dodgy one in Launceston. <laughs> you just go to iTunes, Google. It's called Geared for Growth, the Geared for Growth Property Investing Beautiful. Podcast. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to have you guys on chatting about accountants and the importance of them for property investors. So yeah, yeah. check it out if you... Um, Hate socialising. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was so fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to going and listening to some of your podcasts. If they're all like that. I don't know if it was just because we were there. Some of them are rubbish. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will calculate it.